Hey friends, welcome to the Town Hall Academy, episode 146. Now, if you are a struggling shop, I'd like to introduce you to three shop owners who were in your position once. They climbed out to find great success. One of their tactics was to join a 20 group. And I would encourage anyone that's feeling that way to just look up and look out because there's so many different ways that you can get help. Welcome automotive aftermarketers to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey friends, Carm Capriato, the Automotive Aftermarket Podcast guy, and so glad to welcome you to Academy 146 as this audio workshop discusses 20 groups. Hey, support the sponsors of the Town Hall Academy, Jasper Engines and Shopware. Now think about your business. No other tool can transform your business like your shop management system. Shopware's leading shop management system is helping shops like yours generate more profit per ticket and get more efficiency from their staff. Now get a free demo at shop-ware.com to find out how you get more time and more profit. Hey, you know, when a car's engine or transmission fails, it is not the end of the road. A remanufactured drivetrain product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions will give your customer's vehicle a new lease on life. So when faced with options for your customer's engine or transmission failure, rest assured that a remanufactured drivetrain product from Jasper Engines will give your customer's vehicle the perfect option. Hey, find a moment to go to remarkableresults.biz slash social and find your connection to the podcast ecosystem. I welcome you on board to our social links, email, and listening apps. Now find the superpower content library of audio wisdom right here on the Aftermarket's premier podcast. This way you gain new ideas or insights to spur you on to greatness. And you can always email me at karm at remarkableresults.biz. Whatever you need, I'll do my best to get it for you. Hey, find the talking points in my guests' bios and links to their previous episodes at remarkableresults.biz slash A146. Now keep in mind, so many struggling shops discover the way out of their situation just in time before they closed their doors. Two of my guests are not bashful to say that they were on the brink of failure. Hey, it's important. Don't forget to share this episode with your industry peers. Many, many can relate to the stories and advice shared by my guests. That is why you need to share this with a friend that needs to hear this, and you know who they are. In this episode, the team brings you wisdom by way of the actions they made to unbury themselves from under a blanket of wrong decisions. With me on this academy is Judy Haglin, Haglin Automotive, Boulder, Colorado, Lisa Eckler, Foreign Car Specialists, Poughkeepsie, New York, John Epstein, John's Automotive Care, San Diego, California, and Keith Williamson, Williamson's Repair and Tire in Bondurant, Iowa. Listen to this team as they point out that they didn't know what they didn't know, and their discovery came by being with their industry colleagues in a 20 group. Cool thing about 20 groups is the special strengths that each member has that help support each other. They also know how to hold you accountable and can provide you a different view of your pathway to remarkable results than you ever thought of yourself. So we're here to talk about 20 groups 
And uh, I just want to promote one thing. Yesterday, the uh, podcast went out, Town Hall Academy 145, and it was on shop tours. And we actually did a live shop tour in Las Vegas at the end of Industry Week. And it was very interesting, as they all are. And one, I know of the great benefits of being in a 20 group is that this becomes a very important part of what 20 groups are about. And I know we'll get to that and we'll kind of, if you will, bookend what we did last uh, last week in our in our shop tour with, with where we are today. John, I want to start with you. You, you need to be looking uh, or at least willing to make a change in your business if you join a 20 group. Because if you join a 20 group and you're just going to sit like a, like a stump, it's not going to work for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to be uh, either in a good place in your business where you know you need a little help, a really bad place in your business where you're dying and you know it, you finally figured it out that you're just going the wrong way. Um, but not only that, you got to be willing to make those changes because you're not going to join a 20 group and have everybody say, Hey, everything is perfect. Um, you know, it's not what their job is. Their job is to be truthful, point out things where you're struggling, where you could do better, make changes. And if you're not willing, we've, we've had, We've had great members that suddenly just switched off, hung around for a while, didn't do anything, and it really shows, you know, across the board. So you got to be willing to to make those changes. Some of them really hurt when you do them, but once you do them, you come out the other side. They're usually a a really good thing. You know, I've been talking a lot lately about struggling shops, and I think it's going to be my mantra for 2020 and, and how we can get some people to you know, cross that line and get some help. And uh, we did a live CarmCast from Apex last week, and I had a great panel inside the, the studio, and ironically, it came to struggling shops and the issues yeah. there. And everyone who was there raised their hand and says, I was there once. Yeah. Now, can, can I ask all of you, was it easy and natural, and were you brilliant, and you knew how to gra- grow a great business from day one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, you see, there's the answer. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No one has to say it. There's the answer. The answer is, is you know, fear is, uh, you know, something that we, we don't want to deal with and put our humility on the shelf and go get help. And each of you joined a 20 group and or a coaching group and blossomed because I've heard yeah. your stories and they're great. Yeah. And so you're so qualified to be here and talk about it. Now, Keith, uh, life changing for you, wasn't it? It was. Yes. And not only for me, uh, you know, you 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 don't know what you don't know when you start in a 20 group. They teach you pretty, pretty quickly. Hey, you're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. You know, we need to, you know, we need to change these uh, gross profit percentages here. We need to do, you know, to make these changes here, your, your labor gross profit needs to be here. You know, all them changes not only benefit the shop owner, but also the technicians, you know, all your employees, the the service advisors and the customer, because we're given a, a lot higher level of customer service than we ever did before. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't want think people to think that joining a 20 group just means you're raising your prices. That's not all of it. I mean, you're giving a lot better value to the customer. Yeah, absolutely. It's the total package. You learn exactly. all the little details that and like you said, you don't know what you don't know. Yep, exactly. By the way, Judy was with me in studio last year, and we did a, uh, a a shop talk called The Leading Ladies. And the reason we did that is because Judy is in an all-ladies 20 group at ATI. Am I right, Judy? Absolutely. We got 19 amazing women that meet. We meet you know, twice a year. It's 
probably one of the best experiences that uh, I've ever had in a 20 group. And we're in, my husband and I are in another 20 group as well. But the ladies group is very, very different because they're totally held responsible and accountable for their shop, their input, and what they get done. When you're with a husband and wife team, sometimes it's always like, uh, you do the talking or you do the talking. And in this one is, there's nowhere to hide. It, w- it was great. We, um, we, we had Kelly... Um, Weatherby. Kelly Weatherby and Shelly... Bennett. Bennett with you. And uh, right. that was actually one of my most favorite episodes of, of, of last year of 2018 because that's when I discovered what the secret sauce was. There you go. Yeah, you know, and the secret sauce is I just don't want to share my failure with anyone, so I'm not going to tell you anything, and I'm going to hide behind the fact that I don't want to tell you why I'm so successful. Not, and, not. And everybody on the outside yeah. knows that. And we, and and by the way, I just want to make one more note about Judy. Judy, you're working with ATI at a higher level for 20 groups, aren't you? Tell us about that. I am. Um, I've been watching what they have 31 20 groups. And I've been kind of talking to people and and noticing that back to what you got, what he said, you don't know what you don't know. And I know that with the ladies group, we have an amazing group, 20 for the money is, and we're just, I wanted to help bring all those 20 groups up to that kind of that next level of what uh, of grow. We're talking about growing the 20 group as a whole to where it reaches a new level, which everybody's shaking their heads going, yep, that's kind of what it's all about. So when I talked to Richard Menig and said, hey, I, I really want to do this, <clears throat> started July 1st. And here's the, here's the cool part. I took on a part-time job. I'm doing it more full-time than um, part-time. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really been at Hagelin Automotive for, since July 1st. I think overall maybe three or four days. And they're rocking. They are doing a great job. So it's, They were waiting for you to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody says that. That makes my heart go sad. But, but we, but by being in the 20 groups, pushing and making those changes that, like John said, some of them are not easy. We went to three years in a row of 20 groups every other time and said, yep, we got a great service writer. Next meeting, we went, yep, we got a new great service writer. Next yeah. meeting, yep. We got, and, it was, and it was like, it was the thing that kind of went, okay, Haglin's, uh And we finally said, hey, guess what? We have the same service writer. We all celebrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So as you all laugh, everybody's everybody's been through that. Don't and in know. a 20 group, you know, it's really okay. And as we kind of talk about, everybody puts their pants on the same way, one leg at a time. And um, to be able to associate with other people, shop owners in that safe environment is absolutely huge. Yeah. You're not alone when you're, you're an independent shop owner and you feel like you're alone. Oh my gosh. Who do I have to talk to? Who do I have to ask questions that I can trust? Absolutely. Well, Lisa, Lisa, you're lucky enough to be in a regional group. Why is there, why is there super value there? Well, there's super value because we've got super members. Um, We're all uh, um, members of uh, the smart group with WorldPAC. Although we have a fabulous coach, um, Cecil Bullard, but uh, I think we're all fabulous people in that We've gotten to know each other and be really close friends. Uh, we talk to each other almost daily, sometimes more than once a day. Being regional here in the Northeast, we all have kind of the same problems and the same weather and the same 
types of problems on the vehicles that we service. We've got a lot of camaraderie. We've got a lot of friendly competition. We've got Red Sox fans and we've got Yankee fans. Um, And, you know, that kind of stuff really comes into play. And we've gotten to be fabulous friends that uh, we've learned to lean on each other and ask questions and feel comfortable being able to do that. You know, Lisa brings up a a fabulous point about being regional. Keith, in your 20 group, do you have to fly a, a distance? We do, yes. Uh, I've got members clear from um, Colorado, um, New York, New Hampshire. Um, we've had people from Florida, you know, it all over the country. So a lot of times we fly, and, and I enjoy that about my 20 group, actually. Were you recently see in Buffalo, persons. by the way? Um, another RLO group was in Buffalo. I know yes. that, and, and I know that. I'm actually trying to find out all who was here because you were at a friend of mine's place. <laughs> um, yes, you, you were. And I think I think it was last week. But so that's a key, Lisa, if, if you can you know, kind of drive regionally, um, it may save an airplane ticket. And I want everyone to understand that, that some of the 20 groups, you have to invest in in your hotel and in your flight to do it. But yet, I believe every one of you would say, hmm, I don't even notice it from my bottom line because I've become so much more successful, so much more profitable in any in, in every area. Well, that's a big part of it. Yeah, you do become successful. So you don't really notice that you're paying as much for airfare. It's worth it. Yeah, It's definitely worth it. And there are a lot of regional, localized uh, business development groups, and that's the name that Napa uses. And I know Jasper has a bunch. Uh, John, can you speak to that? Yeah, the uh, you know I'm part of the, the Napa business development group as well. And um, it's not quite the same as, say, a 20 group. But you still, you know, you get to meet people in your city. And so, you know, you have a problem, you can call somebody up and, you know, ask for help. You can borrow tools, you can share knowledge. You know, when someone's having a bad day, you can drive over to their shop and, you, you know, you pick them up and, you know, kick them back out there. Say, hey, get to work. It's not so bad. And, uh, you know, and we do a lot of that. You know, we had a, a shop owner recently that got sick, really sick. And, uh, he had some inflammation issues, could hardly walk. And, you know, some of the other shop owners were there helping him, you know, at his shop. So, you know, those are the, the little things that you, you can't plan for. But when they happen, you know, it's you're, you're grateful for it, for those relationships that you already have. Those are some fabulous stories. And I've done a couple of podcasts on that. But, oh, my God, I mean, this is the competitor in the next town, why am I even thinking of helping him? God. And so you know, can you, that, that's one of the problems in our industry is we, we, we think too small, too narrow yeah. past. And we, and we stop to realize that, and I'm going to say this for the 5,000th time on the podcast, there's enough business there for everybody. Yeah. But there are some people that refuse to believe that and they have a race to the bottom. And is that, you know, when you join that 20 group, I mean, do they sit down with you and say, out with all that old thinking and in with all the new? Hey, I have a, you know, a thought on that. Um, You know, if I have 10 shops around me and nine of them are charging $50 an hour, how does that benefit me? You know, how does that benefit anybody really? Um, So I would much rather have all 10 of the shops in a 20 group charging what they should so now we're all on an even playing field. Everybody's making what they are supposed to be making and they can stay in business and take care of their customers. Cause yeah, at the end of the day, I have 50,000 cars to drive by my shop in a day 
and there's not a chance in hell that we're going to be able to take care of all those cars. I need some help. So that's kind of how I look at it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, Carm, you talked about, you know, that local <clears throat> aspect and not having to travel or whatever. And what we're finding like with ATI, what they do where some are local, some are in California. we got a Salt Lake group and then others do travel. But one of the other huge benefits we're seeing when ATI first started out with 20 groups 14 years ago, it was face-to-face meetings twice a year. And now we've actually gone to where they're doing Zoom meetings every single month. So they're getting together. They're talking about that's that accountability piece of how are you working on your, what are your three goals? What are you working on it? How are you making that happen? How are your numbers looking? Um, so they keep in touch and then they do um, learning modules in between. What are they, what are they learning new? The other thing that we're really starting is um, Google Drive is huge in our business. I don't know if everybody else is doing it, but they do, we have several groups that do spreadsheets that keep track of numbers or they have a spreadsheet that has their goals and they keep in contact and what are you doing here? What are you doing there? Throwing up documents with what are your procedures and stuff. So the Google Drive and Zoom and all that online stuff makes it to where it brings everybody closer, even though we're all across the country. Absolutely. We do the same thing. We've got uh, quarterly meetings with WorldPAC and we do Zoom meetings once a month and we do do that. We share our financials. We talk about, you know, different documents that we're using for, uh, you know, anything really, uh, you know, an an advertisement for a new service writer, for example. Uh, So, yeah, we share everything electronically. This age of electronics has just made this kind of stuff so much uh, more usable. Yeah. What's really cool about Google Docs is you could be on a Zoom meeting like this and have the Google Doc open and everybody's on the identical page. And if anyone is pointing to or wanting to make a correction or add to, it's happening live and in the moment. And uh, and then for someone to say, hey, I want to go back and, and find that document or go back and look at something. It is there and it, it is online and always available. And no matter where you are, no matter where you are, it's online and always available. But was and it any, home? Was it at work? I can't remember. And any device. You know? Put it on the smartphone. Hey, Carm here. And I bet you think of your shop management system every day and wonder if it's time to make an important change. A change to a modern, efficient, and powerful system. Now, instead of thinking about your old system, I want you to consider shopware. A comprehensive cloud-powered shop management system that gives your customers an end-to-end digital experience that will help you sell more services while making your customers happier. And who doesn't want happier customers? In a study of work orders written and shared on Shopware, sharing the digital work order with your customer generated a 12% increase in their likelihood to buy. Now, that translates to additional sales in your business. And with Shopware's proprietary parts GP optimizer, you can boost your parts margin with the click of a button and leave behind the pain of managing an old parts matrix. Put solid gross margin dollars back in your business because Shopware puts huge computing power into making you successful. Now it's time. Make the switch to Shopware. Get a free live demonstration at shop-ware.com and find out how you can make more money from happier customers. Hey, I'm with Brian Weeks from ATC Auto Center. Brian? Why Jasper engines and transmissions? So I think Jasper, the reason why we uh, chose to deal primarily with Jasper is uh, the quality of the product and the people. I know that it is a uh, associate-owned company, but it's more about the people. They do what they do uh, in this industry that is tough, and they stay on top of the cutting-edge engineering, changing and maybe developing 
ways around uh, known problems and issues. So they're adding value. They're making things better. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they're taking a situation that you may have a common failure with and going in, taking it apart, going through the engineering, the R&D department saying, okay, how can we make this better? And then from that standpoint, it comes to us that at the end of the day, the end user gets much more value for the dollar that they spend. Hey, Brian, thanks for your time. Carm, thank you. Hey, one of you came up with an incredible word uh, just a, five minutes ago, and I think it may have been you, Judy. You said the A word. You said accountability. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and let me say this, that we all too long uh, who are struggling, we are looking in the mirror in the morning, looking at Mr. Accountability to yourself. You put your head on the pillow at night and you're the only one who know what you didn't get done and how you didn't push the company forward and that you can't pay your parts bill and all this stuff is going on. But yet I don't want to share my secret sauce with anyone. And all of you learned that. And then you ultimately accepted the accountability piece. How hard was that? It's not easy for sure. You know, at, at first it's not easy. It's, it's, criticizing you basically, you know, and, and you don't need to look at it that way. You should look at it that you're, you're growing, but it definitely is not an easy, easy task at first. Was it criticizing or was it just trying to say, listen, I think you need to do this better, or at least if you do it better by next Tuesday, and if not, we're going to, we're going to call you out. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's more just, you need to do it better. Yeah. Just to become a better business owner for sure. I think a a lot of times too, it's, um, it's not just, you are terrible at this. It's, you know, you're struggling here. This is what's going to happen when you change. So it's not just you need to change. It's, it's you need to change. It's why you need to change and what the end result could be from the change. So, right. and, uh, and what you have to do to make it change because mm-hmm. it's not easy for everybody. We, you don't always know what we have to do to make it change. It's like you're looking at a billboard sometimes and when you're way up close to the billboard, you just see a little bit of what's on the billboard. If you step back, you can see the whole billboard. That's kind of what yep. you need to do sometimes and you need think, other people to help you do that. Carm, on, on that, with that change piece, I think one of the really awesome things about a 20 group is that when we first started in 20 for the money, we were at the bottom of the heap and we looked at the very top person who had made the ATI top shop and his numbers were phenomenal. And, and I think I've shared this with you before, Carm, where it's like, um, yeah, I'm, Dana's going, yeah, that's, that can't happen. I'm looking at those numbers going, yeah, we're going to make that happen. And over the years we've really grown. Now we're kind of at the top end. So when I visited, I think I went to 10 different 20 groups across the country with ATI this, this last, last couple months. And the one thing that I found really exciting is that one person's numbers weren't very good, but they were really good with Google. And then another person was really good with the overall marketing or somebody was good with customer service and, and somebody was awesomely dialed in on, on, K, on the KPIs of the GP. And, and it's like, those are those experts that they can shine and they're, they're getting that positive of I'm good here. And then somebody, so I can help other people. And then it just, so it flips. So you're either being helped or helping. And that's the cool part in your 20 group, really looking at what everyone's strengths are. Cause everybody has, everybody has different strengths and you just, and you have to just pull those out and use those in every one of your 20 groups. And that's, I think that's one of the powerful things in 20 groups. That's 
a really, really good point. That is a great point. Yes. Let's put a pin in yes. it. I'd like to get back to that. Lisa, is it comforting to know that you're not alone? Oh, absolutely. When, when we first started with the 20s groups, we really thought we were alone. You know, uh, my husband had been in business for uh, over 20 years before we started looking into uh, uh, training as far as the management side of running a business was concerned. And, um, you know, we really, we didn't have anybody to turn to and ask questions of and um, help guide us and and things. We just kind of threw things to the wall and if they stuck, oh, okay, cool, that worked. Um, This is so much easier. Judy, do you see that in the group, that the the, the camaraderie is at a level you, you you don't even see with local friends? Yes, I do. And um, I had I had one group that just visited and it's a lot of husband and wives and they were it was amazing. The social part, they meet ahead of time and they'll do some kind of a humanitarian type event and a a charity event. So that whole social side is a very big piece. And then for me individually, um, I have um, Shelly Bennett, who was on your other group that's in my ladies group. We went to Cancun a couple years ago when Carquest was going and I said, ah, Shelly, come along, Dana can't go. Let's make it a girl's trip. And we've done the girl's trip. We plan it every February, but we talk that accountability piece and that camaraderie and that closeness. We talk every single week, Thursday mornings, 930 my time. And we chat for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, depending on what the issues are. Um, so that's, and that's just from, that's from the 20 group that if I wasn't in the 20 group, I wouldn't have that relationship. And I know that anytime anybody has an issue, they're reaching out to their fellow 20 group members saying, hey, this happened or hey, this is great. And it could be just a, I'm checking in to do great or not. And I'm, and I'm doing fine or um, I need help. And this is where we're at. We had big snowstorm. What do I do? You know, type of thing. So we're not here selling the value of 20 groups. But I don't know how you cannot buy into it once you've heard what, 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 what your peers in the industry are saying about it and how it has impacted them. And Keith, as an example, did you grow as a leader? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I want to say that, you know, everybody thinks they're doing a good job when you first start. But the truth is, I mean, there's so much room for improvement. And there's been leadership training that RLO has given us, you know, as part of our uh, 20 group meetings and all group meetings and different things like that. And, and not only that, but the group members, you know, some of my best friends are in the, in the 20 group and, uh, mm. we share books that we read and, you know, it's amazing. I don't think I probably read two books from the time I was out of high school until I joined the 20 group. And now I read two books a month, you know, it's, it's a uh, talk about growth. Wow. Yeah. We actually listen to, uh, books on tape because uh, we've got a bit of a commute uh, from the shop back and forth. And uh, it's, yeah, it's really very helpful. For sure, yeah. I'm good. I was reading your, I was reading the comments trying to yeah, figure out. Yeah, I was what, reading the comments what, too. And in fact, one of the yeah. comment was about the different 20 group and looking at it through a different lens. Yeah, and I was wondering yeah. what that exactly was really I'm talking gonna to. I'm going to guess that that's Greg Buckley. I'm going to guess, even though his, <laughs> his name isn't there. Because, <laughs> Greg Buckley or Greg Bunch. I'm yeah, going with one, one of the Gregs. It could be the two Gregs. Yeah. It, it one could of the be. But it if, Greg. If, that's the, if that's the case, uh, I know that uh, Greg Buckley's really stretched himself and, and did some really interesting. Um, 
if you will, um, masterminding 20 group stuff outside the industry. We're, we're all different people were. And, and uh, God, Greg, I'm trying to remember was it Morgan Stanley or not, but it was a, it was a major bank. I think it was a major bank that, that brought it together. Very interesting. He, he kept me appraised of it all. And I was... Oh, it's uh, Greg Beckley. It is Greg Beckley. Yeah, Goldman Sachs. Thanks, Greg. Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs yeah. yeah. And, he, and yeah. for him, it was an unbelievable experience as far as a business person and a leader. But there's also the BNI groups out there where you can yes. you know, br- bring your expertise as an automotive service professional and then walk away getting that cross-section of so many different industries. And, and, I, and I don't think that those would be bad choices or ideas. Oh, so, sure. With you know, Carm, with that, I, as as I as I've watched some people as they kind of develop locally, and and then when you're in the the management company groups, and is that when you're just starting out and you're really struggling, sometimes you're and tunnel vision, that tunnel vision that you talked about, they don't see out of their box, and they're struggling so hard. And I would encourage anyone that's feeling that way to just look up and look out. Because there's so many different ways that you can get help. It is the, the t- start small technic group, your BDG groups, your uh, if AutoZone or O'Reilly's or whoever has a group, a training group, a local, uh, any kind of a local technical type group um, that you can start to create those connections in your industry. And then as you get more advanced and developed and you're in a 20 group and you're doing those things, now I'm seeing there's a lot of a lot of us that are not having, they don't have to be at the shop. Several people in the last several weeks were, uh, I don't need to be there anymore. What do I do? And that, and that's, and that's the get involved with ASA, get involved with the, you know, the higher end on the Napa's or the TechNets or, or world pack and the STX, but, but give turn around and give back. And how can we, you know, reach out and, and teach and others, all those different levels. And it involves with uh, um, mentoring. We've got mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. high school exactly. groups that have, uh, uh, you know, the um, vocational training, vocational uh, classes. And we get them in here and uh, we show them around. We show them what you really need to know when, when yeah. you work at a shop and what's to be expected. Judy said earlier, I don't need to be there anymore. And I haven't been there in so many months. And they don't miss me. And the place is on fire. So, <laughs> is that <laughs> is that necessarily uh, an an effect of being in a twenty group, or because you went on to do some other stuff, it, it actually moved you more off off the business? Is that an objective? Is to to work less? Yeah, there's a story there. When we were in our twenty group, we had a leadership training issue. We did um, a a leadership piece where it talked about people that you didn't follow your whatever. And then what's your fire? Basically, are you fighting fires all day or are you in control? Right. And my fire was that I wanted to get out of the day to day. I didn't want to have to be the one that had to order paper or order coffee or (laughs) she laughs. Um, So so that was my, that was my fire was I wanted a different challenge. I wanted, I, I just had a birthday yesterday and 60s is the new 40 and I am now 41 and I wanted to do more. And ATI's offered me that. But for the last three, four years now, I have worked very hard on replacing me at the shop. And I started, and I'm just going to share my sticky note theory. This is my sticky note theory that anytime anybody came to me and said, hey, we need to, 
we're at, oh, we're at a coffee. I'll use that. I said, great. This is where we do it. I'd go up and I'd write a sticky note. If I couldn't get to it right away, by the time I go, I said, okay, this is where we get coffee. This is what the, the, here's the password. This is what we are online. Now it's your responsibility. Add it to your list. And I did that for three years now. And I finally offboarded the accounting piece yesterday. We just hired a bookkeeper. So that was my final piece wow. that I had to get get out of it. I know. So I'm like, Whoa, we still have to train her and do all that. But um, I, awesome. that, and that was the 20 group thing. We talked about that. How are you working on your fire? So to speak, and we had a lot of people that said, I want to, I want to leave the business. Um, I want to be successful. I want this or this. And then the 20 group kind of followed up on those goals of where are you at with that? So Anybody want to add to that? Because I think that's a great discussion piece that the 20 groups have brought that level of, of think, if you will, or did, showed you a way because other people are doing it. Um, do you want to, Keith, uh, slow down but let the business continue to flourish? I'm rare in that aspect. I love going to work every day. Um, I didn't used to before I joined the 20 group, but uh-huh. now, I mean, that, yeah, John, you laugh. Everybody's been there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now I love it. You know, I love the environment. I love the yeah. people that I work with. I love, you know, I love the customers. I love all of that. So I, I don't necessarily want to slow down, but giving back is huge. I, I love helping out a fellow shop owner. It could be the guy next door to me. I mean, I'll tell them everything, anything they want to know anytime. Does the, does the 20 group help you pull the levers of change? Yes. Absolutely. It teaches, it teaches you how to pull the levers, what levers to pull and how far to pull them. Yeah. I'll, it actually shows you where the levers are at. Cause most people have no <laughs> clue where that's at. You know, um, you know, for, for, for me, it's, uh, I come to work every day, you know, I get here, I walk through the shop and I talk to everybody and, you know, say good morning and see how everybody's doing. I come sit at my desk and I work on stuff with the boys and girls club for a while I work on stuff for Automotive Service Council of California. And then, oh, yeah, if I'm at work. I should probably do something for the shop. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, some days I'll, I won't show up for a week, you know, and somebody will call and say, hey, where are you at? Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, I'm out of town for, you know, whatever's <laughs> going on. And, and there are other, other weeks where I'm here the whole week and they're like, why are you here? You know, and they're, they're serious. It's not just a, a joke. It's like, why are you here? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm. I had nowhere to go, so I thought I'd come to work for the week. Well, as the president of ASCCA, a phenomenal uh, trade association in California, John, I'm sure you're, you're you're spending some time with that responsibility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're we're here working for the the shops in California. You know, we we don't have as many members as we should because we offer great value in you know many areas from you know lobbying and. 3,000 laws that they try to pass and shove down our throat. Every yeah. day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have time to keep track of them. So we have somebody that does that. And, you know, when we, something that should be on our radar, they get it on our radar. And it's kind of the same thing. It's the, it's people that wor- we work to help everybody, you know, all the shops across the state. I'm grateful that, that I can, you know, take some time and give back to other shops because I, 30, I don't know, 35 years in this industry and, you know, I still enjoy it. It's been good to me. So, you know, I can reach out. I, it, the, you know, uh, Lisa, you talk about the auto shop owners group. I had a guy, I saw, I saw a post a couple of weeks ago and a guy was struggling and sent him a message. We started chatting. All that was, was, you know, Hey, 
guess what? I've been there. I've done that. You'll get through it. And he was ready to, you know, to pack it up and give it in. And it's great to hear that. You know, it's like, I talk to him every once in a while now. He's like, Hey, you know, we're doing good. We're making changes. So. And that's one of the things that uh, it, it's totally informal and it's totally free. The ASOG Facebook group page, um, I think is a, a, a good resource for somebody who's just yeah. trying to get some basic information and kind of a jumping off point. Um, and it's also a great resource for like the guy you were talking about who's kind of reached to the end of his rope and he doesn't know where to go and what to do. Um, I had an offline comment uh, or a discussion with a guy who had, you know, the need to, to kind of step up his marketing. Um, he wasn't, you know, really doing anything, no Facebook page, no anything. And I just gave him some pointers and here's a list of things that you can do. And it's all stuff that I learned, um, you know, from the, the, the twenties groups. Uh, so it was, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a helpful moment for us to kind of help those people that are, are struggling. Appreciate that, Lisa. And that, that, that's such a great point. And, and I'm, we, we've got to do more of what, what you just talked about in our industry now shop tours and i saw yep. all of you all of you semi smile <laughs> right there they're they're awesome they're they're yep. awesome when they do when they come to your shop they're awesome that's what i want to talk about okay i want to talk about the shop visit yeah of course you can go and you could observe and look but when you're on the bubble team I want you to talk about, you know, the painting and the new drapes and the pillows and the colors and the clean bathroom. It's almost like a forcible chance to clean up and fix the shop that you should have done two years ago. And so explain to me, each of you individually, how that shop tour changed you. And that is an extreme value from a 20 group. Um, I will say... By the time I, I was in the group, maybe a year and a half when I hosted the, the shop tour where everybody came from all around to, to my shop. And by that time, I had adapted so many things that I learned from going to the other shop tours that we did. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're inspecting the same things on every shop, you know, the, the waiting area, the, you know, your marketing, all, of, you know, your logos, all of that. And my gosh, it's, I mean, by the time they came to me, I didn't want to know that I had to clean this, right? I wanted to know that I wanted more information than that. I want the low-hanging fruit to be already done by the time they get here so that I get the valuable stuff that, that only these guys are going to be able to give me. Mm -hmm. So, that I mean, to me, that's huge. And as long as you accept all the things they're telling you, it's awesome. The transformation is <clears throat> awesome. And that's a really good point, accepting the things that, you're told is very difficult. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, poor Kevin. We were like, I think the second shop tour of our group. Um, and you, know, you can see his, his jaw, like he kept clenching his teeth and through it all. He didn't want to hear it. No, he did want to hear it. That's, that's oh. absolutely true. He wanted to hear it, but it, it was so hard for him to hear it. And hard, you hard. feel like, uh, you know, you're, you're substandard, but uh, it's not that. It's meant to be constructive criticism and, yep. and help you grow and, and point out the things that you're not really seeing so that you can improve. It's, uh, it's hard to go through, but it's so rewarding when you do. It's funny how you look at the same things day after day and they look mm -hmm. fine to you, but then when somebody else comes in, it's like, this has to change. And then you see a picture of it, it's like, oh my gosh, that does have to change. <laughs> 
I, I've actually gone through two, two. Um, I did one after about three years in the group and then I don't know, probably eight or nine years into the group, we did another one. Um, the kind of the surprising points were half the stuff on the list I already knew about the other half I had no clue about. Um, and it's, it's just as surprising, you know, you, you think, Oh, I'm going to know everything. You know, I already know everything. And then, you know, somebody points something out and you're like, Oh wow. I never thought of that. And, uh, I compared my first list to my second list and it was pretty cool that there is nothing on my first list that I needed to do the second time around because we, you know, we made those changes, you know, we, we did everything. Um, you know, we've basically in a, in a matter of about seven years, we, our sales went up 400% after we joined the group after flatlining for about mm-hmm. five or six years. Yep. And, uh, I remember talking to somebody that was doing, I don't know, 80, 90,000 in sales thinking, Oh God, that's never going to happen. You know? And, uh, it's happening. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and I will absolutely say that, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the bottom line impact group, I would probably be out of business today. You know, it, it absolutely has impacted my business that much. I will ditto that exact yeah. statement. Great testimonial. Oh yeah. And I'll, I'll triple it because uh, we've yeah. been in our group for four years now and we've doubled our sales. So, yep. and doubled our, more than doubled our staff. <laughs> I'm saving Judy to last, but I want to I want to crystallize or get clear on the shop tour again. If I'm visiting your shop, Keith, I'm and and I'm in your group. Am I only looking at a specific area? Am I looking at just the the RO process? And is someone else looking at the workflow? And is someone else looking at back office? Or does everyone have a chance to see everything? Uh, you you know universally. Yes, that's the short answer. Um, <laughs> Everybody gets a list of things that they go look at, okay. but there's enough time in the meeting that everybody looks at everything. Okay. All right. Right. So you're assigned one specific task or one specific area. However, we all give feedback on everything. So it is, it is pretty awesome. Judy. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw in there that there's another, besides the physical shop visit, we actually did a virtual tour of our shop when we first started with the 20 group in 20 for the money and did the video went through and uh oh my god did i have a long list like move the tire machine and take out this wall take out the tree put in a patio what you look like as a bar i mean it was so all of that was like oh my lord so we got all that stuff and then we had the actual face-to-face visit years later and we not only had one group, we had two groups because I'm in two. So the the 20 for the money came out. <laughs> we did that meeting. And then the Thursday, Friday, I had the ladies out. And um, wow, you talk about and a yeah, deep dive. It was it was amazing though that they see things that you just accept as a norm. You know, you go in every day and you see that. I'm a brick sitting right there by the door instead of a good doorstop. And you just, you just accept it and you move on. They say, what's the brick for? Is that to be thrown through a window? That's our doorstop in the spring. Oh, well, yeah, we should probably get something a little bit better than that. Yeah. It's those kind of things that you accept as a norm. Um, the other thing that one of the groups you talk about, the main things of, you know, you're looking at the ROs, you're looking at the, the flow, the back, the guys. One of the things that um, ATI does is, 
own your own, do you own your own neighborhood? And three or four people actually go out to the, all the businesses around, like the, the, if there's a gas station close yeah. or like we're in a, in a business industrial area, they went to the shops and said, Hey, um, just doing a survey. Who would you recommend? And seeing yeah. how, and if your shop owned the neighborhood, which is a really cool exercise. That as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the shop tours are, are very good. And like you said, you have to be able to, uh, I took the approach of, I just wrote everything down, yeah. write it all down. And if you had questions, ask them later after the meeting and yep. um, look at it. I, when the ladies got done, they said, you got to fire that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, it was like, he's got to go. Yeah. And I went, wow, I never saw him that way. Yeah, so we've replaced him. Okay, we talked an awful lot about some soft stuff and the visual and the marketing and the look and the painting and 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 the culture. Uh, John, you talked at, at, and we're happy to announce the volume increases that you had. Or Keith, I think it was you, and that if it wasn't for the uh, twenty group, you would be out of business. How heavy? team is the financial segment of this because so many shop owners are struggling because they don't get and understand KPIs and profit and loss statements and and margin and efficiencies. Was that some of the biggest help that you ever had or got? Yes. And that happens so soon in the process. Yes. I mean, that's the first meeting that you attend. All of a sudden you find out, hey, your purse margin sucks. You need to change that. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, you know the bottom line impact group, it's cool because we get a book. It's got numbers for fifteen different shops, and so you get to compare it to everybody else. You know, expenses are exactly. great for that. You know, it's you know why is a one man shop? You know, their their uniform expenses are five percent of their sales. You know, it's, you can compare that stuff, see where it should be. And uh, you know, for me, I was not a numbers guy. I was a car guy. I fix cars. Yep. Give me a car, I'll fix it. Oh, I'm running a shop now. You know, I I don't know what to look at. So. Yeah, the numbers were awesome because it gave you a format to use where you could put your numbers in. Um, my pet peeve was the, the the shop owners that you'd ask them, "Hey, what is that?" And they're like, "I don't know." My bookkeeper entered that number. In. <laughs> yeah. you know, and and for me, religiously every month before the bookkeeper got anything, I went through and did my numbers so I was okay. able to answer, and that helped me to keep track of yes where I should be you know, and, and ask those questions when I didn't understand. So yeah. you got to know what your numbers are. You got to know how much you're spending on things or how much, uh, you know, what your, your profit is on this and how much your labor is costing you and, yeah. you know, what you're paying for your credit card fees and everything like that you got to know because there's better ways sometimes out there to manage those things. And uh, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. I would say for the first two years in any 20 group that I'm kind of seeing is that that's where you get together and that's where you find out you, you get everybody together. We're all talking the same. You're all talking, your fixed costs are the same. You're talking, everything is, is so you can relate to each other. So when you do talk about parts GP or labor or your um, marketing costs or whatever, everybody's very consistent. So you can compare apples to apples and nobody has no, there's nowhere to hide at that point. It's like, there's no excuse. Why is this number not here? And why are we not? Because, so it takes that. And I guess back to your hard question, it costs money to, to be in a like ATI. It's a, it's a monthly fee and, and it includes the 20 groups. And every single time we go to a 20 group, Dana and I say on the way home, 
Did we get our ROI, our return on investment? Did we get enough out of this meeting? Because it costs us about $1,500 to $2,000 per meeting just to go. So it's not inexpensive. And every single time we come back and we go, well, yeah, we did. And it may not be that I'm saving money here or I'm getting a better parts margin because those are dialed in. It's we learned Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We are better leaders because we understand that we got one guy at the bottom. He needs to move up three levels. How do you make that happen? So you learn those softer skills that make you a better business owner, makes you engage with your employees better, keeps those rare technicians at your shop. You train them, grow them, and then you have that great team. So there's the money that gives you that ease that no, you know the finances are there where you can afford to go. And that's the first, that's, would you agree that's the first part of yeah. financial stability? And then when you, once you have that and the group has that, then the group can just blossom and grow and, and talk about all of those other soft, soft skills, engagement. How are you engaging people? How are you keeping people? Hey, team, um, I think you knocked it out of the ballpark. Thank you so much. It was, a, it was a great tour through the extreme value of 20 groups. I want to thank Judy Haglin from Haglin Automotive, Boulder, Colorado. Lisa Eckler, foreign car specialist, Poughkeepsie, New York, in her new office in the car. John Epstein, <laughs> John's Automotive Care in San Diego, California, and president of ASCCA. And Keith Williams, Williamson's Repair and Tire in Bondurant. I, I never can say that right. Bondurant, Iowa. Did I say that right? That's pretty close. Bondurant. Yeah. Bondurant. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 